Hello, and welcome to our first ever bonus podcast. We're bringing this podcast series to you to go deeper in conversation into the thoughts behind our recent preaching series here at C3 Amsterdam in Almira, to distill those ideas into bite-sized content for you to chew on as you go about your day. In this podcast, Pastor Steve and Lisby Warren sit down to talk about the recent preaching series, Be Ready, in which they discuss being one, being courageous, being strong, and being kind. We pray this blesses you as you listen. Well, Mrs. Warren, this is our first bonus episode. It is, Mr. Warren, yes. How about that? We thought we'd look back over one of our recent preaching series. Yes, on our preaching series of Be Ready. Be Ready, which we preached, uh, you and I tag-teamed throughout Mm -hmm. April, I think it was. Just before, it was the beginning of COVID, we did Be One, Be Courageous, Be Be Kind, and Be Strong. It was, there were the four messages. Yeah. Yeah, they've been great. So this bonus material is kind of just unpacking those kind of in short version form, which right. is really exciting. So what, just remind me, what was the motivation for us doing this kind of series, particularly at such a time as this? Yeah, exactly. We, I, I, you know, at the beginning of the period of isolation, mm. whilst the world was going crazy and it was, it was terrible in many respects, yeah. there was underneath it a, a sense of what God could do through this. Yeah. Um, even though church as we knew it was being reshaped, even though people were getting sick around us, we still sensed that God was up to something. He could do Mm, something in mm. us and through us. And we wanted the church to be ready, to be ready for whatever God would have for us next. And the interesting thing is I think it's almost more appropriate even now, two months later, as we get ready to reintegrate church again. because, Because I reckon... In the period of isolation, for some of us, our capacity for some things has shrunk a little bit. Yeah, our yeah. capacity for crowds, mm-hmm. for for uh, connection and community, our capacity to serve and, and look beyond ourselves yeah. may have shrunk a little bit through no fault of our own. Mm. And I want us to be ready for that next phase of mm. being a community in action again, yeah. being together again, mm. and again, be ready for what God's got in store. I reckon we're getting ready for a big harvest. So this is like a realigning, a repositioning of ourselves, which I think we have to do regularly. I think you have to ask ourselves, am I positioned and ready and front foot forward for what God could bring at any moment in the unexpected realm? Totally. So that's really what this series is about. I loved, I loved your messages. I loved the one on unity. I loved your messages. Oh, I loved you. the one on be courageous. Be but courageous. we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. So, so on, on the unity one, I, I preached a message called Be One. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we looked at how that's in the very nature of God. Mm, he mm. is three in one. Yeah. Uh, so when we are one, we are being like God. And there is a great purpose yeah. in that, that the world sees our unity and therefore see Jesus. So I would be very interested on your take. What, At a practical level, what have you found works to help build unity in a community? You know, that's a really good question. I think, I think the goal of it, in a sense, is, is to carry one voice. That's what mm-hmm. we're saying. And you use the illustration of an orchestra. We've all got our own sound, right. our own voice, but together... When we are working towards unity, it's, it sounds beautiful. There's a sense that we resonate, not dissonate. Is it that does. right? Dissonate? Yeah. Um, that, that we, that, and for me, I think in church life, and I think, what, how do I, you mean, how do we create it? Yeah, what, what have you done to help contribute? 
to building I, unity? I, I, I'll always go back to True North values because I think with the right True North values in like working them in me, they take me to unity. So I have to say one of those would always be putting relationship above my opinions. Okay. That because if unity is the sense of carrying one voice and carrying the heart of God and we're all on the same page, it has to be a, a sense that my opinions and what I think always isn't the goal. Yes. The goal is growing and managing and, and harvesting a relationship that's really special. So yes. for me, I think on a practical level, I find that unity equals me having to die to myself wow. <laughs> and me learning to be self-sacrificial that I can't, there's things that to create unity, I can't put forward because they're not going to create unity. So, good. Um, so um, having healthy conversations with people about various things in church life and pastoral and in leadership development, healthy conversations where you're having to maybe say something to someone and right. say, look, that's not how we do this. That's not our culture. Right. That's creating unity. That's challenging to do, yeah. but it's so important, right? Because we're all wanting to be on the same page right. because that's where the anointing is. So you're saying unity isn't just the absence of disunity. It's not just no, a harmonious true. environment. It's something you actually have to work at. I think we have to work. And I think the only way we work at it is we own it. Right. And I think we've worked hard in the church of saying you own your own discipleship journey. You own the physical building of church. You own unity. If you own it and you say it's my responsibility, you'll ask the right questions that yeah. take you to unity. Um, um, and some of that is even things like I want to create unity by being a fun person and right. by creating laughter. Which is what you are. Yeah. That's why I married you. I know you did. Um, but so are you. And, Thank and you. Uh, you know, fun, unity is, fun and laughter contribute a huge amount to unity because it's shared totally. memory, shared, shared joy. It I diffuses tensions. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, think, um, I think if everyone could carry the bigger picture and say, look, yes. this is not about me, this so is about... Good. Us, us, then you'd make decisions and, and actions and yeah. make comments and contributions all in line with that. I reckon we yeah. we have unity I when love we do that. that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Again, it's that aligning ourselves with a willingness to wear the clothes that Jesus calls us to, to wear. I'm going to own that I need to wear kindness and patience and seek to wow. understand and put each other first. Because it's us, yes. not I. Yes. I think that's an increased revelation we get over time. It's beautiful. If we, if we live as one, I reckon we're ready. Going back to the be ready, I reckon we're mm. ready for whatever God brings our way. Mm. That's so true. Amazing. Love, Love that. your thoughts on that. Hey. So we did, we did um, be one, and then, and then I preached a message on be courageous. Yeah. So recapping that, that was very much about... Uh, changing the narrative of our life to say I can rather than I can't. Right. And I took the story of Jesus um, meeting the woman who'd been caught in adultery and took the lessons from that, which, um, no, that was be kind. I've got the wrong message. You've got the wrong message. I've got the wrong message. C courageous. No, no, that was the be kind one. No, be, be courageous was, that was it. I was saying, you know, courage is choosing to go where you've never been before or where you have been before and you were afraid, but you go there anyway because you're holding the hand of God. Yes. And it's the concept of walking into the unknown 
and knowing that something's difficult, knowing that it's challenging, feeling vulnerable, but embracing your vulnerability and saying, God's with me, I'm going to push through. And um, I found that very challenging to myself because so often we hate not being in control. Yeah. We want to have it all in control. So courage is saying, you know what? I'm not sure I, I should be the one always in control. So what, what in that speaks to you? Because... I talked a lot about you don't know what's on the other side of your courage. Right. There is a blessing in being obedient that actually has a fruit on other people. Right. But we don't know until we just get on and do it. What's your story in that? And I love that. That was the punchline, really, yeah. is that question to us all, what's on the other side of yeah. your courage? Mm-hmm. I also love that idea of linking vulnerability to courage. Yeah. And I think uh, in the weeks surrounding that message, that was really quite a theme of what we were going through. Is yeah. Uh, you, you, unless you're prepared to be vulnerable, you'll never really face what courage is all about. And so, obviously, there's some huge steps you and I have taken yes. that have required courage. Moving to the Netherlands was mm. one of those, mm. laying down and handing over our church back in England, uh, bringing uh, us as a family. Yeah. Ben and Jake at that age, at that stage were only four and two. They're now 20 and 17 in age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and coming over without an income, without any guarantee of financial support. It didn't get more vulnerable and that, than that. I was vulnerable. <laughs> yes. And it remained vulnerable for a couple of years. It yes. wasn't It wasn't a instant no, of courage. It was, it, it was a sustained courage. It took... It was a daily courage, actually. Over a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that was a that was a big one. Um, we've we've made investment steps that have taken courage, you know. That's true. Uh, but I, they are the biggies, you know. Mm. The, and we could name a few other big ones. But I have found that it's taken courage just to do daily life. So <laughs> the vulnerability, and you mm. refer to this on the subject of unity, the vulnerability of being prepared to do life with others and speak up when needed, when things wow. aren't quite right. Yes. So you know you have to say that thing to, to confront something that's not working in a team, that's not working in a relationship. That's vulnerable, and it takes courage. And I, I have found that they're the steps of courage that face me maybe nearly every week of our mm. lives or something. Mm. Uh, and I was trying to think, what is that all about? Because um, I think from, for a lot of people, when you hit a moment of fear or vulnerability, that's taken as a sign to then pull back a bit yes, yeah. so that life is in harmony. That's right. But I would challenge people who are listening to this mm. to say, well, when you hit a point of fear or vulnerability, treat it as a sign that you've got something to take courage to break through. Absolutely. I love and that. And so I think what I've learned to do, Lisby, is... is um, Whenever I hit a point of something I don't like, mm-hmm. I go, okay, God, is this something you need me to step through because Brilliant. there is something Brilliant. on the other side of my courage? Yes. So if I was to confront that thing in me or confront that thing in someone else I need to challenge them on, is this going to take us into another depth of our relationship? Is this going to take us into another breakthrough moment as yeah. a church if we were prepared to be vulnerable enough to push through? And so I think mm, most of us face mm. this, if not every day, then at least every week there'll be something we could take courage on. I think, it, you know, when he, I think I was just thinking then about, you know, the Apostle Peter and how when he'd let Jesus down and 
you know, got reestablished by him, but that moment, like when in the book of Acts, where he, you see him standing up and taking such strength and, and, and talking to crowds and bringing people to Jesus. There must have been such courage in that. But that, you know, because he knew his past and where he'd let Jesus down, but that courage came from the Spirit of God. Right. And I think we, when we seriously work on our relationship with the Spirit of God and say it is him that, you know, he hasn't given us a spirit of timidity. No. You know, of... of um, um, of shrinking back. He's given no. us a spirit of self-controlled power. That shrinking back is brilliant. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It's, courage is about not retreating, not retreating but advancing. retreating, but advancing yeah. and, and doing it afraid. And, and, that, and I ju- that's what I see so many brilliant biblical characters doing from, you know, Queen Esther in the book of Esther or, you know, Ruth as a role model and just people that just kept saying, I'm, I don't know what's on the other side of this. I right. might not even make it. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the fire. You know, God, we're going to go through this fire. And if you save us, you save us. If you don't, you don't. But we love you anyway. And we're right. courageous enough to go. We're just going to go for this. I, right. I lo- that spirit. We've got to grab the spirit of the biblical characters and go, I want that spirit of courage. What, one of the best it. is Joshua. Because yes. in, in the book of Joshua... God says to him, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Moses says to him, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Mm. All the people say to him, Joshua, be strong Strong and courageous. courageous. That tells me that they respected that he was the leader, but also saw that he must have been vulnerable. Uh, So he needed to hear those words. And so that leads us on to the next message because Mm. we coupled those two together. You preached that message on courage. And then the next week, I preached that message on be strong. And I don't know if you remember, we had Ben in the studio um, showing everyone how to do a, uh, I think you call it a deadlift, and he deadlifted oh, that was brilliant. 75 yes. kilos. Yeah. And then I went and stuck on that fake, uh, people Didn't thought quite, it was a fake yeah, chest. I, I tried telling people it was not a fake set of abs. Because you had it on sideways and it kind of lopsided, uh, that, so it kind of gave it uh, away that it wasn't, you don't have a lopsided chest. If you have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel yes, and pick the Be Strong message and see me wearing the That's fake true. set of abs. Uh, but I, I, a reason I did that was to illustrate that um, to be strong was as much about the core, mm-hmm. okay, to, to lift something heavy. is isn't just about the strength in your legs and arms. Your core needs to That's be strong. So I was saying I strength that. really comes out mm. of the inside. It's powerful. And to develop strength, you need... To, reps and form you need to mm-hmm. lift weights over and over and over and over again and you need to do it in the right form because otherwise you might hurt your back or something the, 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 your form is important so i watch you do that most days you do i, I watch at, you at do home gym. <laughs> <In> the garage <laughs> that sweaty body yes smelling again <laughs> and uh, so you know the reps of uh, over and over, every yeah. morning, getting up, yeah. praying, getting up, praying, getting up, praying. Mm. The form is about our attitude. But, Lisby, tell us for you, maybe one or two examples of things you have built into your life that, that you feel question. have strengthened your world. I think the things that I repeat, I put on repeat, repeat, as much as I can to build an inner core of strength. I'd say, I've, I've got a couple of things. I'd say right from early on, probably when we started moving to the Netherlands, I started a, uh, a realization that when stuff went wrong, when I was struggling in my spirit, it was something I'd go to him first. 
before right. I went to you, wow. before I went to anyone else, before I started talking about it or trying to process it or because I'm a, I can be both an external and internal processor, but I realized that internal processing with God, but externalizing how I felt was really important. Right. Because of the weight that we carry as yeah. pastors and because of the call of God on our lives to build the house of God, I want to make sure that I'm going to him for wisdom first. Yeah, and, and, I, wrestle and I'm things so out grateful you him. do that <laughs> rather than coming to me first. <laughs> I do, you know, like I do, I do come to you. Um, but I've, I've learned, I go to my journal, I go to God, and I go to that first because I have to get the true truth that's going to set me free and the yeah. truth that sets me free and the truth that leads me to where I go. I need it confirmed by you, but I need to get it first from God. And I think that I've built that into my life so that I'm not a dependent woman on anyone else right. or on you or a, a high-maintenance woman. Mm. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think declaring on big on gold framing, on yes. declaring over yourself the truth. So you, you, you create declarations, which you've been very instrumental in teaching me how to do. <clears throat> that, you know, getting up and praying and speaking out, um, gold framing a, a situation on my life with exactly who God says I am, who God is for me, who Jesus is for me, what the truth says and not negative black framing my life with stuff that's wow. not true, with lies, with negativity. And that has built in me a thankful perspective, mm. a grateful perspective, a eh? no, I'm not looking to the natural, I'm going and looking at the spiritual because mm. that's, uh, you know, that's a greater reality. The spiritual yeah. reality is greater. And I think those two things have been the things that have developed my spiritual life. Um, I think asking myself the right questions, I've, that's built strength in you. If you ask yourself as a leader questions that empower you, it's made me more self-aware as a leader. That's, That's something I do. And You're I think, yeah, those, those sort of things have been key. One thing I'm trying to work on, particularly in this season uh, that we're in with the world as it is, is, is saying I need to build on myself an inner core that is slow to speak and quick to listen. Right. And I keep catching myself on that. No, Lisby. When you're with someone, when you're trying to understand, when you're trying to be empathetic, be slow to speak, quick to listen. That actually, when you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, becomes a great leadership tool wow. and makes you a beautiful person to be around. Yeah. Beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Mm. That declaration yeah. thing, I love that. It, it, you can literally change the course direction of your you life. You can. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. strong. So how do you become strong? Say, I'm strong. I'm strong. That's right. I am strong. That's so good. You may not feel like it. You may not have been categorized yeah. like that by other people. But as you begin to declare God's word, you become like it. Yeah. Wonderful. That's great. So the last one we did was, um, was this is the one where I talked about Jesus and the woman, was uh, Be Kind, which we did, which I preached on Mother's Day. And I, I found a slightly unusual passage, but I took where Jesus met the woman in adultery and um, was so kind to her, and, and I found myself getting lessons from him on that, and I talked about kindness is when you live from your convictions, not your opinions. Kindness thinks, kindness lifts others up, kindness leads others to repentance. And, and we talked a little bit about that message about how you wear kindness. Mm. And so, uh, you know, when, as you've put yourself, you know, we put each other, you know, we put ourselves in each other's messages, don't we? Yeah. So if you put yourself in that message for you, how does that look for you? How do you 
what are the ways that you wear kindness in your life the best? Oh, well, look, I, it was a brilliant message. I love, your, I love the way you get revelation in your messages. You, they're always profound, always deep. Oh, this is a great... We should uh, keep doing these Let, um, let me these keep just encouraging you as a preacher. <laughs> you are a brilliant communicator. You, one you. thing that stood out for me was you quoted Canon J. John, and he, he oh, said this, great. kindness yeah. is the oil mm. that takes the friction out of life. It's a great statement. Now, who think? does not want friction taken out of their <laughs> life? It's like, I want friction to, okay, how do I get friction out of my life? A little kindness. And so the way, I, yeah. the way I try and do it is um, uh, I try and think, uh, it's probably my grandmother who taught me this, <laughs> do unto others what you would yep. have done to you. That's what grandmothers do. <laughs> do right. unto others what you'd have done to you. I think basically we call that empathy. Mm. So that's putting myself in the shoes of someone else, yeah. what are they feeling? What would I want someone to do if I was in that situation? And I just try and do it. And what it does is it prevents me stopping doing something, assuming someone wouldn't want it. So for instance, I think about a neighbor, I think, I wonder if they would like me to do this. And then I go, no, that's probably quite intrusive. But then if I think, if I was in that situation, would I want that neighbor to do it to me? And then I might go, actually, do you know, that would be really nice. And then it helps me step over the line. What's that line? That line is probably my own self-consciousness. Well, we second guess, don't second we? Second guess, assuming mm. or defaulting to my comfort of not doing something. I step over that line and I go, I do it because I've now placed myself in their shoes and gone, what would I like someone to do yeah. for me? Okay, I will try and do that for them. So it's not complicated, really. It's not. And it just smooths simply. things out. I think it tones down conversations that could be tense. Uh, you shared earlier about um, it's not about whether I share my opinions. It's just no. it's the greater good of the relationship. Yes. I think in, in conversation generally, mm. if we can use a tone of kindness, keep a smile on our face, take tension out of relationships... The world spins better. Absolutely it, great, and I, yeah. yeah, and I, and I think all of these, what you did was so good. How you created this series because they all connect one to another. All these, all these, um, be be some things, be ready because it's not. We're always saying it's not about the doing. No. God is saying to you, what kind of man or woman do you want to become? And all these about becoming steps, become kind, become, you know. Be courageous. It's not about the doing; it's about being. And and I think that's what that's that's what we're about. Be ready by becoming the person, the man or woman God's called you to be. And that's a lifelong journey, but it's beautiful. It's amazing. And if we if we're one, if we're courageous, taking mm -hmm. those steps forward, if we're strong in the Lord, that is inner yep. strength, mm -hmm. and if we're kind to people. I reckon we could change a city, bring hope to every street. We're ready totally. for what God could bring us as a harvest, as we're ready to be refreshed by refreshing others. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we're in for a great few months we ahead. We certainly are. So. so we trust you've been blessed as you've yes, been listening to thanks this. Thanks for listening. It's been great spending a few minutes with you. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Get yourself ready. Great. Thank you for tuning in to this bonus podcast. If you'd like to hear more on this topic, be sure to scroll back and listen to the messages from this series and subscribe so you don't miss any more. And if you want to find out more about us at C3 Amsterdam and Elmira, 
find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and say hello. For now, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.